When you say, why are we having issues around integrity? I think very often it's because people have either self motives or they're not grounded in themselves. And so therefore they don't act authentically with what their word is and what they say is important. There's a disconnect between the two. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Barari. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hello, everyone. Rosanna Berardi here for another fun and fantastic episode of High Wire Women. Hope you're staying on that high wire, ladies. It's back to school time. These are tough times. I know I'm struggling with the best of them and my son is in 10th grade. So hope you're staying in that high wire. But today I have a special guest. I have Cheryl Gray Hines. Cheryl is an accomplished entrepreneur, executive coach, and mentor whose mission is to support women to live authentically and be their best. Cheryl does a lot of cool things. She has this great book called In Support of Myself, A Woman's Guide to Asking for and Accepting Help from Others. Doesn't that sound like a great title? So she's going to tell us about that. But just before we get started, I wanted to let you know, Cheryl is not just someone who decided that she's going to be you know, an accomplished entrepreneur. She's got a master's degree in applied behavioral science in organizational development from Johns Hopkins. She also served eight years there as an adjunct professor. She holds a bachelor's in sociology and communications from Boston College. And she created something called the Gray's Integrity Leadership Instrument. And it talks about, focuses on quantifying leadership integrity. So super excited to have Cheryl on the podcast today. So welcome. My pleasure. Pleasure to be here with you, Rosanna. Such a fascinating career. Tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get here? I mean, we know I went through all your schooling, but how did you go from academia into entrepreneurship? Well, um, actually, it was corporate America and entrepreneurship and academia at the same time. And uh, in corporate America, I loved, you know, my, my career started out in sales, field sales. And about midway, and I was with Procter & Gamble for 20 years, and about midway, I just realized that I loved pouring into and developing leaders. And so I had a success criteria, which was I'm growing, I'm contributing to others, and I'm having fun. And I stopped with two of those. And that was when I left and decided to uh, start my own business and have been doing things on a much broader scale in terms of developing leaders ever since then. I've always also had a passion for developing women and did that in corporate America as well. That has continued both professionally as well as things that I do in the community and just in every area of my life. So the journey has been most of my adult life helping to develop leaders and it won't stop until I'm I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing because 
you know, oftentimes in corporate America and in businesses large and small, you know, there's a leader at the top and we just assume that that leader knows what they're doing. We assume that that leader has integrity, ethics, moral standards. And I think the news media has showed us otherwise. Unfortunately, we see so many people in leadership positions doing really inappropriate things, things that don't make a lot of sense. You know, where do you think that disconnect is? Why are people behaving so badly? And why, you know, why have you had the opportunity to actually hone a business out of teaching leadership integrity? Leadership integrity, actually, it's something people tend to think of integrity as being the very large egregious things. And they don't look at it from a personal standpoint, like how aligned am I with my word, what I say? Am I actually doing the things that I say? And so people get caught up in terms of violating integrity because of self-esteem sometimes. You know, they, they want to look good and so they'll go along with the flow. It may be that they're hiding their actual motive and they're doing things to fulfill things for themselves and not thinking about the organization or those that they work with. There are also times where there are situations where there are breaches of integrity because of people not not having clarity about their values and being grounded in what's most important to them. I mean, if when you have clarity about your core values, it will even cause you to say, I'm not going to work at this place or I'm not going to engage in interactions with this kind of group of people, et cetera. And so I think that when you say, Why are we having issues around integrity? I think very often it's because people have either self motives or they're not grounded in themselves. And so therefore they don't act authentically with what their word is and what they say is important. There's a disconnect between the two. So when I think of the word integrity, to me, like a simple way of describing it is doing the right thing, even when no one is looking. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's doing the right thing when no one is looking there being alignment or congruency with what your words are and your actions. And oh, by the way, every single one of us have opportunities to improve as it pertains to integrity. I mean, not one of us. Yesterday, I'm trying to lose a few pounds, okay? (laughs) But so yesterday, I was like, it's been a hard day. I don't care. I'm going to have the Reuben and I'm going to have the fries on the side. (laughs) Amen. Now, all of that was against what I had promised for myself, but I gave myself permission. Now, I was aware when we're not acting with awareness, all of us can have breaches in in integrity. I'm sure that you've had a time where you've said, I was going to call someone. I'm going to get back to you. And you don't. That's a breach of integrity. And we don't tend to look at it with our everyday actions. We look at it, again, with very large, egregious things. Yeah. And I like that. So when you're working with, you know, entrepreneurs and you're working with people in your integrity leadership instrument, how do you stay true to your work? Because it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's funny. You just said about the Reuben and fries. A friend of mine gave me this delicious key lime pie the other day and I had a piece. It was so good. I had like a little sliver and my, my son was like, is that like more than one piece? I'm like, it's just small. Why? He's like, well, you told me to call you on that when you do it. And I'm like, whatever, never mind, leave me alone, you know? And and then I'm teaching my kid like to totally ignore things that I told him, but why is it so hard? So back to what you were asking. So like, what is it that causes us to 
not follow through or how do I help people? With that? Yes. I take them back to what is it you're trying to accomplish? And so like if we use, whether it's the key lime pie or me and the Reuben yesterday, mm-hmm. I was very clear what I'm trying to accomplish. So that means that this morning I walked two miles. <laughs> okay. All right. And I remembered the Reuben from yesterday. Yes. I'll probably yep. go again later today. But I help people to hone in on what is it that you're trying to accomplish? And why is that important to you? Because if we don't understand the why behind whatever it is that we're doing, we'll revert back to whatever the, the former behavior was. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's an organization, you know, organizations will say, well, we want to improve our leaders. Why? Right. You know, what is it going to bring? What's going to be the difference? And then also helping people when they're not honoring what they say they want to do, look at what forward progress they are making. Often, you know, we indict ourselves and criticize ourselves to the extent that it's sort of like, what the heck? I can't do it anymore. Right. Right. And so it's reinforcing how are you moving forward? What steps are you taking that are, that are enabling you? to modify? What else can you do to get closer to what your end goal is? And so I'm very goal focused and then helping people to understand the progress they've made. Yeah. I think the why is critical, right? Because if you don't know why you're doing something, how can you do it? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've heard in other places, you know, what's your why, what's your why? And that really is easy to get your head around, right? I want to practice ethically at my law firm. Why? not only because the rules require me to, but because I want to deliver that experience to my clients and make sure that I'm doing everything by the letter of the law and not doing anything to undermine, you know, their ability to come to the United States because I'm an immigration lawyer. Right. And not only that, if you aren't acting ethically, it can compromise your firm. So integrity is about the individual, but it's also about the entity. Without it, there is potential for there to be negative repercussions. So for instance, you as an immigration lawyer could do things personally that then show up in the public spectrum that then diminish your credibility. So when we're thinking integrity, it's not just like in the professional places. It's like you said in the beginning, it's when no one's looking, it's in your life. life. The day in, the day out, how you drive, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, (laughs) that's a big one. I mean, you want to measure yourself with a person of integrity, see how you drive when someone might cut you off or you won't want to let a car in or, you know, all those things. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about your book. You wrote a book and it's called In Support of Myself, A Women's Guide to Asking for and Accepting Help from Others. And I was reading an excerpt from it on Amazon. It's available there. Tell me why you wrote it and what your why was behind the book. Yeah. And so I am a recovering type AAA personality. Wow. Triple <laughs> A. Whoa. Yikes. Tell me. I'm, what- much, I'm much better now. But when I look back at who I used to be, I know I drove people crazy. Okay. Yeah. And so actually when I was, I was in my twenties and my, my physician told me, she said, if you don't slow down, something is going to happen to you. And something did. I was diagnosed with, with they thought that I had a pneumonia. And I was diagnosed with uh, sarcoidosis, which is an autoimmune system disease. And it had impacted my lungs and they were functioning at about, my oxygen level was at about 50%, which means I was just always gasping for air, oxygen, all of that. So I had to ask people for help. I was not one of those people that would ask 
for help. You know, I could do it all on my own. And so that was the beginning actually of the journey because I've had to learn to ask others for help. And so the book in support of myself is it first looks at what I refer to as the handler syndrome, right? And so those of us who I can do it, I got it. I can help you out. No, I don't need any help. You know, I can handle this. Meanwhile, you're crumbling inside and looking at all of the things that cause us to impose, self-impose struggle that quite frankly, doesn't have to be there and exploring what is it that we believe that gets in the way of us asking for support of others. So a part of it looks at, for instance, the difference between being in support of yourself and being selfish, because it's not selfish to understand your needs and to ask for help for those. Uh, Looks at some of the barriers like fear of rejection or not wanting to be an imposition. I can't tell you how often I hear, and I have to stop myself from saying, I don't want to be a bother, right? right? So it looks at those kinds of things and how we can be people pleasers, how we need to advocate for ourselves and accept those offers that people give us. I call them angel offers, et cetera. I have such a hard time with that, you know, because like you, like I'm a doer, I'm a handler, like I'll do it. You know, I'm the first one to volunteer when I don't really have the time or capacity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I'm like sick about it because how am I going to do all of this stuff? And, you know, I shared with you before we hit the record button today that, you know, I asked a friend of mine if she could pick up my son from football practice and we pick up each other's kids, she's a longtime friend. And she said, yeah, no problem. And I was, I was like, okay, great. And then I was like, oh God, well, why did I, I should do that? You know, why am I bothering her? And I can drive. It's not a big deal. So what if I'm going to be stressed out? And why am I? Do- she said, yes, it right. was fine. Right. You know? right. Like it's that guilt. One of the chapters actually looks at us being hardwired to give and not to receive. And so we have to look at some of the messages that both from a culture standpoint, when we talk about culture, our families have a culture, right? The area you know, where we live, what we've seen in the media, the messages that we're getting from other people around you know, what is acceptable and not and how you should be. And I tell people, yeah. stop shooting me. I did not <laughs> curse. I said should. <laughs> I gotcha. That's one of my favorite things, away with the shoulds. I mean, we're just dictated by them. So in terms of your book, In Support of Myself, are there chapters that tell women how to shake this loose and ask for help? Absolutely. Absolutely. You talked about, you know, looking at all these things that you have on your plate. And so one of the chapters actually causes women to look at, you know, what's most important to you now looking at, and that also includes not only looking at like at this juncture in your life, what's the priority? My youngest is getting ready to graduate from college. And so, you know, that focus is gone, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas at one point in my life, that had to be carved in as a part of the focus because I wanted to be a part of her life. Now, I mean, all parents, that's not necessarily a priority. That doesn't mean it's wrong, but you need to be clear about what the priority is. Also in the book, there's a part where it actually encourages you to inventory what are all of those things? Because sometimes we're just not aware Mm -hmm. and we can't pull back until we're aware of what all is on the plate. I recall a time where I was on three boards. I was teaching at Johns Hopkins University. I was Mm subconsulting. I was running my business. I was running 
I think it was either two or three ministries at church. What in the world was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Some of that had to come off, right? I know, I know, I know. We do have to look at it. One of the things that the book also does is that at the end of every chapter, because, you know, I coach, because I I help leaders, there are questions for you to do some self-reflection and assessment around whatever that area is. And then at the, the end of the book, it helps you look at what, where do you need support in different parts of your life so you can decide where to focus. Yeah, I can't say enough about it. I started looking at it yesterday and it really helped me almost like you said, do an audit of what am I doing and why? Like, do I really need to be, you know, everything to everyone? And part of the issue that I struggle with is that I have such a zest for life. I'm so excited about all these opportunities. And I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to serve on this board or to help this person. Mm -hmm. So like, that's important to me, but I always have to balance that against when I say yes to one thing, I have to say no to another, right? You can't say yes, 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 yes. yes, And have harmony in your life. Right. Then you wind up doing bad things or you wind up just not able to function at all. And, And I'm sure you've been there. I've been there where you're paralyzed by your own choices. Yes, yes. And sometimes we can say yes to the extent that we don't give time to the things that are most important. I'll never forget, I had broken my tibia. Ooh. And my daughter was, she was in, she was still in elementary school and she was glad. She was like, oh, you, so that means, because she was the kid quietly reading the book in the back of the room yeah. at the board meeting, right? And so yeah. mom was going to be around. That was a wake-up call that, yeah. wow, you say she's so important, but you're just, you're taking her here and there now. You know, she's doing some of the same things that I was doing now, <laughs> right? As a young adult. And I yeah. tell her, pull back, make sure you're making yeah. time for yourself, right? So we do have to look at that whole landscape of our life so that we can ensure that we are spending time where we want to, where it's important, where we might regret later not having spent the time. Yeah, because, you know, the only, like I say, our our precious commodity is our time and you can't get it back. And, you know, I just had a similar experience. I had an opportunity to take an executive entrepreneur course at Harvard and that's been on my bucket list. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's going to be amazing. So I share that with our son, Salvatore, who's 15. And he's like, oh, when is it? So I told him the dates and he looked at his calendar, which he never does and says, oh, you'll miss one of my football games. And I paused and I thought about that. I thought he never checks his calendar. He's a sophomore on the varsity team. He doesn't play, but he's there and it's his game. And you know what? I canceled my Harvard class because Harvard will always be there, but he will not always be in 10th grade. And he clearly, it's important for me to be at the game. Even if he's not playing, if I'm just sitting there cheering on the team and, you know, so I canceled it. And I'm really happy that I did that because I can't get that time back with him, but it's taken me a long time to get to that spot in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that can be like one of your why questions, right? So why am I doing this? If this is going to take time away from where I might be able to spend time with him doing that because you said 10th grade mm-hmm. two more years he's I know gone <laughs> I know I know and 
I'm like, Harvard has been around for hundreds of years. We'll be around for hundreds more. And in two years when he doesn't care if I'm there or not or whenever, you know, then I'll just go. And I think, I think that's so important. And I love that you wrote this book to share. You've lived this. This is not, you're not academic, just telling us theories of why we should support ourselves or ask for time or ask for help. You've lived this. Absolutely. And I'm currently still living it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I now factor in me time in all kinds of ways, including like getting away. Because sometimes I know I need to remove myself even from my environment because I will always find some things to do. Right. You know, when yeah. someone asks me, well, Cheryl, you know, we want you to lead this or be on this board. Or I go back to, so what's the scope? What are the requirements? Here's the thing, going back to integrity. If I am a member of something, I am saying I'm going to lead something or be on some kind of board, and then I don't show up, I'm out of integrity, right? Just because I'm on it and have the title related to it, it doesn't mean anything. If you're going to be a part of it, then really participate in it, right? And so I would tell you also that being in support of yourself is about integrity because the first line of integrity is with ourselves, not with others depending upon what we do with ourselves will determine how we show up with others and within our organizations as well. I love that. I love that so much. And I love how you link those two things together. So Highwire Women, I know you're all busy and I know there's a million things to do, but I encourage you to put your phone down or pick it up actually and go on Amazon and you can download In Support of Myself, Cheryl Gray Hines. It's an easy read. Like she said, at the end of each chapter, there are questions and prompts to think about. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I think it's certainly applicable to all us high wire women out there. So Cheryl, before we let you go, if people want to know more about you, how can they do that? They can find out more about me on CherylGrayHines.com. And that is the website that's for the book. I'm on Instagram, Cheryl Gray Hines, <laughs> Facebook, Cheryl Gray Hines. And the CherylGrayHines.com also has a link to my business website there. Well, that's amazing. And we'll certainly have all of that info in our show notes. So Cheryl, thank you so much for reminding us that integrity really starts with us. Like you said, we think when you hear integrity, you think these grand, big corporate things, but really integrity is in every aspect of our lives and it's okay to ask for help. It It really, really is. is. Thank you for writing a book to remind us about that. So thanks so much for being here and Highwire Women, stay on that Highwire until the next time. Thank you for listening to the Highwire Women podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that Highwire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at Highwire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that Highwire of Life.